Welcome to the Brain Candy Podcast, episode 573. Woo! This is Sarah. I'm here too. <laughs> That's all. That's all. Hey, did you see we got tagged in uh, the uh, Mershka Hargitay, a.k.a. Uh, Agent Benson, or Captain Benson, on Law & Order SVU, had a cake for the 500th <laughs> episode. They tagged us, and I was like, what the heck? No reference to Brain Candy? Well, to be clear, Mariska did not tag us. Right. Oh, right. Right. <laughs> the Brainiac uh, the, uh, underneath. Did Was there confusion in no. how I said that? I Would think... you think some people might be confused? Yes. Oh. <laughs> well. We should have been tagged I, I mean, in the photo. Look at us. That feels fancy. Thank you. Yeah. Their I'm, cake looked I'm... pretty good. It did. It looked really good. And um, so, you know, I just was like laughing at that because... Uh, we were just talking about how they should have a cake. and that, I think of that one was like, from October, though. Oh, really? Well, I don't yeah. care. Yeah, like, that's let's fine. pretend. Like, okay. Let's pretend. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. yeah, yeah. So how's my suits? Oh, real good. I am. Um, Santa's workshop over here is a buzz. I like that. So, uh, uh, tell me, tell me what, what that entails. Well, I've got a spreadsheet. Like, and I <laughs> yes. see that's so fun. I this uh, you that is not wasted on on Christmas. Yeah, you appreciate like, you're the it. right person for the job. Yeah, you know? it's like Monica Geller's Christmas. This special. is great. You love because it. I my biggest fear is forgetting someone or thinking I got something and then I didn't. For example, I sent you your presents, yes, but then I remembered I had ordered a book from an independent bookseller, which I love doing, but like, you know, we're spoiled by Mr. Bezos. And so they take a lot longer from independent sometimes. So that'll be coming separately. But if I I didn't have the spreadsheet, I might forget. That's really impressive and really the right way to do it. And um, you're you're so kind to be giving to others because I have been basically a <laughs> Grinch and a Scrooge, and I have been giving, giving, giving to yours truly. You know what? That's fun too. Yeah, I went a little yeah. nuts, nutso Black Fr- Black Friday. Yes. Oh my god, yeah. I forgot. I'm forgetting words all of a sudden. What's wrong? I'm with I'm surprised brain today? you did that though, because you were like Marie Condoing because you're moving. Well, I'm Marie Condoing, but also I need to Marie Condo some of the like stuff that's like way past its prime and realize that I'm not, this is the thing. This is kind of in line with what I mentioned, like hinted at maybe like two episodes or so ago Mm -hmm. about how, like, I have this theory, like after talking to some friends about like, there's like a, and I don't know if it's only that I'm only seeing this in women, but I don't see it as much in men or maybe it's just who I'm talking to and like sample sample size problem. But it's this like struggling for the sake of struggling. Like I don't – and it's almost like kind of goes in line with I don't feel deserving of this. But also there's like a badge of honor for not having to – need you like know like your low maintenance kind of yeah like that of and you know I was talking to a friend and we were talking about how we we both were raised by single moms and single moms were very like 
I I got it. Like yes, I can handle it. Self sufficient, mm-hmm. and they did not. They there there was never another man, and like never a stepdad that came in. Never right. like at, for both of us. There was never. So what we saw consistently was a woman doing things by herself and not needing any help. And anytime somebody tried, she would be like, oh, "I'm better doing it," and they like didn't do it as well. And she was better doing it or doing it herself. Yeah, and I feel like that message really got internalized. And so there's this kind of like you, like you make do. Yeah, you make do. And I was thinking about that being something that like you know my family, the women in my family, kind of like wear as a badge of honor. You know, and I I remember one of one of the memories I have of my grandma, who's who's sitting right next to me on my desk. You, if you're a oh, Patreon patron, then you could see her in. This she video. looks like your mom. That's I just Grandma saw Eleanor that. right there. I didn't realize how much she resembled your mom. Which means Aww. I hope that she looks like me yeah. too. Yeah, the jeans and, are strong. Um, yes. And so I, there's this memory I have of my grandma who uh, never asked for anything or did anything. She was like, you know, a badass bitch. Mm-hmm. And she spent the night at my house. And... I go to, like, she gets up in the morning and, like, does her thing in the bathroom. And I go to, like, do my thing in the bathroom or clean up after whatever I'm doing. And I notice, whatever I notice gives me enough information to ask the question, Grandma, did you brush your teeth with soap? And she says, yeah, I didn't want to bother you and ask you for toothpaste. So I figured it would be just as good. And I was like... This is the problem in our family. I did not realize it at the moment. At the moment, I was just like, Grandma, like that. Uh, yeah, I can't believe yeah. you did. Like, but putting it all together of this, I don't want to be. Yeah. The, the, how she would think it would be a burden when I'm just making breakfast in the other room to come in yeah. and say, excuse me, do you have any toothpaste? Which is, right, which is a normal thing to ask. Which offends no one and is a bother to nobody. And if I said, Grandma, would you be upset if somebody asked you for toothpaste? She'd be like, no. In fact, I've got a whole thing over here for guests and when they ask me that, which I do, hoping that somebody will ask me for that. Because that, like, and it's so backwards. And right. so I feel like these kind of messages have been passed down of you can do it yourself. You don't need any help. Um, if it ain't, like, like... I have no problem buying somebody else something nice, but I'm not going to be spending that. I'm not getting myself the fancy underwear. Come on. That's for yeah. my friends. Like, yeah, that's ridiculous. So yeah. I it, it really does do need to be a balance. Yeah. So yeah. what? So I've just been kind of like, gra- like, like grappling with that whole, like, or like throwing around that kind of like. I don't know. It's just been like swirling in my my, my noodle, and mm-hmm. and yeah, about I like the how, idea. Like, these messages got. I do awesome. like the idea of making use of what you already have. It's yeah. good for the environment and stuff like that. But it it does it can get out of control. But when you buy the twelve dollar sweatpants, yeah, <laughs> at the Black Friday sale, three. Black Fridays ago. Yeah. Maybe it's time and for we, a new And it's cost per use. Mm-hmm. And you rotate between the same three to four sweat 
suits. Yeah. Every, so we're talking, we're talking in three years, you probably wore that 300 times. Yeah. We're less than a half a cent for what, like, at a certain point, like, Sarah, yeah, you toss out, out and get it. it might be time to, t- to, and, and, and like the idea that I can be like $16 for a bottle of wine. Yeah, sure. No problem. I'm going to like yeah. drink that, but priorities, $14 for a pair of sweatpants. I'm going to have them for three years. And I'm literally, literally like I went to go, I was like, Remember when I posted that picture of me in the tie-dyed sweatsuit and I was like, am I able to wear this to the grocery store? Like, yes or no? That is one from the three years ago Black Friday haul. Okay. And that one, you can't notice the stains on it because it's tie-dyed. Shout out to tie-dye for helping out messy (laughs) girls everywhere. to tie-dye. Because now, actually, I'm just kind of thinking about that. You know, hippies, maybe, dirty, truly. Yeah. Hides the dirt pattern. Yeah, it's a real it, it's all, I, Okay, I get it. I see it. Yeah. I, I see what we were doing there. Smart, smart, smart thinking. Tip of the old I mean, hat to you, hippies. If you're, I think this is an important concept of self-care. And I also think if you want to practice self-care, get yourself a Theragun today. I'm going to get this for my brother for, for Christmas. That's what I got for my brother. He's a firefighter, and I think this is... Oh, yeah. Hello, and he has, like, bad everything because, like, he's a firefighter, <laughs> like, knees and, like, all that. It he is just uses so them all the time. Great. Like, I'm going to get him that. Right. It is such a great gift for yourself or someone you love. It's a percussive um, therapy device that allows you to massage tension in your muscles and get that deep muscle tension out. We're all like knotted up from the stress I mean, I of life. Just get both my brothers that. Yeah, what are you doing? I can't right. believe you haven't done this yet. And I didn't get one of them a birthday present. I forgot. So. <laughs> one of the this will be a twofer. Yeah, there you go. Let's Whether you know you have an injury or just like life as a human on this earth is stressful, and this was such a nice way to relax and treat your body properly. And it is high tech, baby. It's got that screen on there. It tells you what to do. So popular. Yeah. (laughs) Sister of the year. Yeah. Um, Great present. Try Theragun for 30 days, starting at only $199. Go to therabody.com slash brain candy right now and get your Gen 4 Theragun today. That's therabody.com slash brain candy. Therabody.com slash brain candy. Seems like the right thing to do. Yeah. I owe it to them. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Well, two, I support two birthdays your shopping. Without, yeah. Or two, yeah. So, and like, they've been like the nice brothers who like now like pick up the tab when we go out to dinner and stuff. And I'm like, what's this? That's nice. Quit it. So I got to like take care of them every once in a while. And that's the way to do it. Okay. So where, where, what were we talking You're about? You're just shopping and buying Oh jams. my gosh. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, okay. So I was saying about the, the Target ones, like, you know, can I wear these out? So this morning I had a thought of could I wear these pajamas out, like, you know, my sweatsuit, and I did an inspection. I was like, are there any they're, – they're cool. They're like ombre. They go from like cream to brown. So mm-hmm. the top of them is light and the butt area is light. Dangerous. Because that is <laughs> a frequent it. stain spot. <laughs> yeah. Dangerous. There was a big old stain on the high knee. No. So that would be an N O oh, no. You can't wear sweatpants out with the stain on the high knee. 
No. So they That's got also to poor go. design, if you ask me. I know. It should be the opposite to opposite, right? Seems like, yeah. Yeah. But I wonder what that Did would... you get rid of those babies or are they just indoor only? They are uh no, they're going to go and they're on probation. They're they're well. Here's what here's what's happening is when you or because I did do a, another Target haul for all my sweats because they're just the best. I just yeah. love them. It's hey. either brain candy sweatshirts, which is the top part, uh, brain candy, as you can see if you're a patron Patreon patron. I'm wearing my "It's Hard Being a Person" sweatshirt, Very which cute. is my favorite thing in the whole entire world. And I think we're putting up boys ones, like men, men's. We have the tank top yeah. but you know it's cold weather and also i wanted to get it for my brothers because yeah. like, it's so funny it's so i cute. know my brother jordan will freaking love this sweatshirt so but so i i you know i made hooked it up so um uh where was I? What was I talking I don't about? Know. Oh yes. So, so I got so I'm talking about my Target clothing haul. So here's the thing with when you I got a whole bunch, but the shipping is kind of like spaced out. Yeah. And I got things in multiple sizes because I didn't know what size I was gonna sure. be. Because you know, you can't like now in some of the stores you can't even try things on. So I just had to order them all and then I'm just gonna return whatever doesn't fit. And you know, have a little dressing like try on party in my bedroom, and uh, uh, so I have to wait until I get the new stuff before I throw out the old stuff. Yeah. So right. I have a, like a week of a, a very exciting week coming up where so <laughs> many made, deliveries are coming. I made that error kind of whenever it was announced that skinny jeans were no more. And I was like, okay, goodbye. Duh. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Nice knowing you. Mm-hmm. And then it, the winter came and boot season was upon us. And I was like, that was a mistake. That was a mistake. They're I necessary. need at least a couple pairs yes, for the do. boots. Mm-hmm. So then I had to buy skinny jeans. Yeah. I was mad about that. I'm in the market for some too because of the scent, you know, they just get a little. little I blame the young kids for making me, for shaming me. Right? Shut up. Mind your business. I'll wear what I fucking want. That's great. Yeah, I, I, or, yeah, wear whatever you want. And you know what? With those big, those boots, there is, there's a whole art to the, the, the cuff and the, the hem length that matches with the styles of boots as a warm weather only person who is now going to a cold weather environment you're in for a real shock i have had to learn a thing or two i i didn't even know about sizing for boots and like socks that are thick i learned that and i had to return i'm like oh my god i'm not actually that size i'm winter boot eight (laughs) so when someone summer shoe 7.5 (laughs) <laughs> Summer 7.5, winter 8. Who calls yeah, it 7.5, right. actually? Is everybody mad that I just called it that? You guys are like, 7.5. Nobody <laughs> calls it 0.5. This is because my brain is in looking at, at the screen, looking at like online shopping numbers, and it's seven, like, you know, that's like, I don't see the half. They don't write that. So This is one thing, like if you watch Friends, you know, they live in New York where it's the same weather as I have, but like there is no winter wear going on no there's a whole different wardrobe yeah and they need to i wish they did show that because there's no way to look cute 
Then you go to Christmas parties. Assholes make you take your shoes off. You know how I hate that. Because oh, you got snow and you're on wearing your shoes. tights? Tights. Or oh, like. Hell no. Long, I would like carry around little slippers. Well, roll them out. that's one. Okay, but then. Like a weirdo. Let's say you're wearing slacks, then they're long for heels. Oh. oh. And then you're and dragging then your feet you up. You look like a total idiot. You do look like a total. Fuck you, Mother goof. Nature. <laughs> Fuck you. You know what show did it well? Cheers. They were always Thank coming you. down, and they always were like, "boo," right. and they like they were all like <laughs> dusting snow off. So right, and that shout is out part to of the, why to I the love art it. department and wardrobe for like like the method giving them actual snow for that because yeah, that was on a set, I'm sure. And they needed like to drink and get warmed up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I agree, like Sarah. Mm-hmm. So Thank they you did for it right. That. They did it right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm learning about boots. I'm learning about that kind of stuff. It's real fun. And I'm also doing like the treat yourself thing or like, like this might, the whole point of this conversation was saying about how, uh, you know, you've been Santa's workshop over there and I've been, uh, you know, Scrooge McDucking it or, or <laughs> right. whatever the Christmas version of that Ebenezer Scrooging it. Yeah. But like, that's all right though. You know, I still give in to others, and your son is always one of my favorite people to. He's That's like the nice. only kid I know now. You know, I need yeah. a kid, and it's like my 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 saying, brother still gets stuck. Like, what are you excited for? And I always think he's going to say, you know, like some video game or something, and he's like socks. Oh my god, that's and so good. Blankets and cozy <gasps> good! stuff. Because I got him a co- only cozy, like a cozy bundle, and I was like. Is it too co- too much no. cozy? And I he was like, should I return coziness. one and get a book? Because he like, but no, no, I'm going he would all not cozy like that. He wouldn't. Okay, because one year he said I want only want books. Yeah, he's out of that phase. Whenever that was. Okay, this is good to know. I will. T- okay, I had regrets, but now I have no regrets. <laughs> it's good. Go with your instincts, Sarah. Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. and also one thing that was sold out of last year that I got got this year, and I'm like, yes, which. It's a co-gift for Adam and Lincoln. Oh, this is very exciting. It's not exciting, but it's just exciting (laughs) to me because I was like, somebody's going to think this is cool. I love it. I love all that stuff. None of this is what I wanted to talk about, but um, there is one thing that I saw in my whole shopping and like, you know, because I ordered multiple sizes. I've had, I have had to go back and do some returns. (sighs) Let me tell you, I have seen some real working of the return policy mm. in the old tar- like I, I I you know as somebody who worked in retail for a long time I am so fr- like I get there I feel their pain it is so frustrating people who like take advantage of the return policy and try to work it as a customer I love a good return policy, and I will absolutely take, yeah. you know. But you I'm not follow full the letter of the law. I do follow the letter. Correct. And I said that to the woman last night. Okay. So last night, I'm at Target, doing a retur- yeah. picking up an order. And, mm-hmm. man, I wish Target were our sponsor. I talk about them <laughs> so much. They should be. Anyways. Um you do not get a shout out to Target until you become our sponsor. But so. tie dye does. Yeah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I guess support the little man. Right. Like, you know. Um, and okay, so there was a woman in front of me who was 
returning what were so clearly her Christmas Tupperware bins that, you know, like the big bins from last year. (laughs) <laughs> they do a swap. Like Target is not dumb. First of all, they they do like a swap of the colors of like the lids were green no. last year and the or the year before the right. lids were green and the bottom was yeah, red. They this alternate. year they alternate. And then it's a red. Uh-huh. They are not. They know. And and then but they why would she return like it? Everything. I don't get it. I don't. Well, that's the thing. It's like you have to wonder. Like, is it like you're strapped for cash, and like this is like what mm-hmm. still has? So like that's sad. Well, because you still have even, Christmas stuff. This lady didn't even clean the glitter out of her. <sighs> the glitter mm-hmm. and the bottom of the Christmas. Yes, <laughs> I was like, oh, bitch, you are yes. even trying. And you know when you stack Tupperware and like there's pressure, it gets lighter. In so, yeah, I was like. You ain't below no one. And the, I I was getting so stressed and feeling so much anxiety as like a former retailer employee. Yeah. I had to walk away and I had to take like do a lap and I like I <laughs> couldn't. I like could I was like, I am willing to lose my place in line. Don't you feel like if you had just had some dad grass there that you would have calmed right down? The everybody in that situation <laughs> would have benefited from dad grass. And by Everyone. the way, this is something you will not want to return. It is a great stocking stuffer. I was just going to say that. Totally. If you want some CBD joints with just a hint, a hint of THC, but it's legal 50 states. Dad like you can still you. go about your day. You can do all yeah. the things. You can yeah. be like a regular functioning human, you know. Yeah. Just this chill This just out. takes the edge off of your Christmas shopping. Uh-uh. Yeah. hell that yeah. you're in and they're 100 percent organic pre-rolled joints very low thc high in cbd just like mellow you out just like the good old days peace love dope and take it with right you wherever now. you go tsa approved so you can take it when you're traveling to go see your in-laws this is baby. good to know mm-hmm. i am going to now because i was like had it i had it in my bag, like just yeah. the joints, and then I got really nervous. Well, right. And but now I'm you know. Like, now I know, approach. and I, there's no need. And I posted it on our Instagram, but there are like specialty tins that are like hilarious, like where you can stash your joints, are just so funny and that. great for gifts. Right now, Dadgrass is offering our that. listeners 20% off your first order when you go to dadgrass.com slash brain candy. Go to dadgrass.com slash brain candy for 20% off your first order. That's dadgrass.com slash brain candy. Nice. I got some shopping to store. do. Um, oh, yeah. So I had to like take a lap around and like, you know, as because I, I couldn't even deal with the stress. So then I go up and I do my return. And they're really, and one of the things that's great is it is they offer like price matching. So if you yeah. bought the item like a week ago, you can go back and be like, it's on sale for fifty percent off now. Give me my money. You don't say it like that. You know, you're nicer usually. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> At least I am. And uh, uh, so yeah, so I was doing that and like you know going in there and the 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 woman was saying. I was hearing her try to calm down, like the employee was trying to calm down the other woman who was like, what? I need to return it. Meanwhile, she's like, ma'am, we can see when you purchase this. And then she also was like, also, we give you uh, like 
ex- we like make an exception, and the, all, that goes on record because we yeah, just scan you your license. Certain, I think one or two, yeah. And she's like, "You've maxed out." The sad part was she had her daughter with her, and her daughter was like maybe ten or eleven, and I just wanted to be like, "You're gonna fuck her up with money issues," and mm-hmm. there's a lot that you are. Yeah, fucking her great. up with like it was not good there was like so many things like oh sometimes like when you know you know and then the daughter like she like sends her daughter off to go like get something like go get whatever it is that you needed and then her daughter's walking away and she says which is what made me think about all this like is connected she goes oh look at how stained your sweatpants are she puts the daughter down she's you she's you deflecting all of the anxiety and 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 feelings of shame that she feels for the embarrassment of being called out for like this year old return, and then she just beams them at her daughter. It's a shame you can't do like ambush therapy sessions. Uh, uh, so I want sometimes <laughs> I'm just like Sarah, don't just just don't. I, yeah. I want to just lean in and be like, who like who hurt you? Yeah, don't. What like, happened to you? I want to just tell the daughter like. You don't have to, like, like this, you're going to be okay. And, like, this isn't, I don't know what I would say. But, like, I did step in one time when there was the mom who, remember the hand, yeah. hand lotion? Christmas time is a real, it's around the holidays. Christmas People time I stepped in. People aren't at their in. best. They're not. That's it. And the stress is high. Yes. And that mom made a comment about how that wasn't a boy scent of hand lotion. And I was like. There are no such thing as a boy scent. Her girl scent doesn't smell good. Then it's a you scent. The end. <laughs> the end. So yeah. So yeah. That that. Oh um, so sh- the whole stained sweatpants and everything was just like I was like, oh my god. Now I can't go out and stain sweatpants. This is a whole thing. So yeah. then I go up and I return. I go to re- do my return, and there was some glitch in like the pro the system. And as she was trying to calm the lady down, I heard her say like, yeah, we've been having a lot of trouble with returns today. And makes sense that it's like the last day of like their Black Friday sale, like things, I don't know, are going to get funky. And, uh, uh, or Cyber Monday or whatever it was. And she went to go, I went to go do the rate or the price matching and everything. And, uh, and she was like, uh, it says you already returned these. And I was like, I already returned them. They're my favorite sweatpants. I wish you had 10 more. I'd buy them. I wore them to bed last night. And I was like, and furthermore. If the, I am, let me tell you, I saw what went down earlier and I felt so bad for you. I had to walk away. Like I, as somebody who is a former retail employee, I am so sorry you have to deal with that. And I understand that difficult. And she was like, which one? And I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. We just had like a whole moment. And she was like, here's your money. And she like did it for me and was like, Wait, here, it's fine. Why did it say you had returned them? I, I don't know. There was like, there really were the, like oh. glitches going on. She's like, my yeah. whole system has been doing weird stuff today. You know, they're so, my favorite sweatpants. They ever. really are. They're so good. I'm so glad. I'm just like, yeah, I have been wearing those. I did get what I got. I ordered three new pairs. And so one of them you I've been wearing. too much. But, but I did get, they are cream. They are still light color. God, I know. A-W-H. I, 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 I just love, when will I, when will I learn? I just like living on the edge. Maybe it's yeah. what I need is like, I have to do that because it keeps me clean. Like if I had, yeah. I'm not she kidding. Likes working without a net. I, if I don't like, I have to buy everything away because if I, do, then I go like this and I go, I can't wipe right. it on my clothes. Right. But if she my does. clothes are black, 
hundred percent. Yes, it is like that. It's like it keeps me. Okay, I need the rules and, and the boundaries well, and all God. that. And all yeah. That. So, yes, I've just been like doing a lot of thinking about. <laughs> The family stuff and the the where I we learn love these messages. That you're losing your marbles today. It's so great. Oh, oh I love God. it. It's in the I best like, way. I feel like my marbles are so together. <laughs> they're not. It's great. Oh, but like, oh no. More is in like those entertaining, like, not like crazy. Just you're right. being funny. Oh, it, you know what it was is I was, even though I spent the first, oh my God, like half of this show talking about sort of personal stuff, I was so excited to do this episode because of the stuff that I had to talk about. Like I read some really great articles on this family stuff and one concept in particular that I am super excited to hear your take on because I feel like you will have way more information than I do on this. So I try, so I have been talking to a lot of people recently and mostly women who will tell me that they aren't really like they don't, they don't do well with negative emotions. Like they don't even know sometimes what those feelings will feel like and they don't they didn't really get Mm. a good lesson on and like no you know and this is so many people would just like are know about happy emotions and like when we talk about sad ones you know we'll say like oh well it feels like it's just not happy and really Yes, this is a lot of people. I was having this conversation with multiple friends about this. Did you did you say, or am I misremembering? Did you say it's mostly women? Yes. Or okay, but I think that's only because that's who my friends are and who I talk to. Like I, I, I but I think it. This is why, and this, and I'm I'm getting what I'm going to get to. The thing that that the common thread here, I think that having a jokey dad is a form of emotional neglect. Mm-hmm. I, I totally understand this. And so I have been thinking about, like, I'm like, you know, I'm sure you do this, where you, like, are writing the article in your head, and, like, the title is, like, why we, like, the death of the dad joke, and, like, how, you know... Because, and I've Googled so many things like this, this, I've, I hear two, there are two camps. There are two separate groups, articles written by women Mm -hmm. that say, here's why my dad being jokey with me messed me up and how I didn't like that and how his jokes really hurt my feelings. I read an article in the Atlantic about that. Then we have the other camp over here that looked at it, mostly men, written by, articles written by men, that are looking at another article in The Atlantic about the science of dad jokes. And that talks about how um, they are using humor to connect. And then they all get to, they boil it down to where it's more for the person telling the joke than it is for the people, which we talked about on here true. before you talked yeah. about that. I think yeah. it was that article that you even talked about on here. Yeah. No article I have read 
has combined the knowledge of the under the two where it says that dad's joke as a way to avoid emotional intimacy and connection intimacy and connection i have some loose like exam like some some arguments that they make about how um uh uh it's a way to avoid there's like this desire to avoid any sort of ooh Adam of a dad joke yes there you go Y'all best at dad jokes <laughs> I had to tell I him to I stop could, it. I wish I could hear you. And then I'd, oh yeah, he can't hear you. But oh, that's too you, bad. The people can hear you though. Ad, say hello. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> oh, your haircut Actually, looks real good. He brought me tea in my brain candy mug. <gasps> oh, I thought I had my brain candy mug today. Look but how I don't. cute it is. Oh, if it's you're so on Patreon. good. I freaking love that mug. It's me so too. cute. Super it's so cute. cute. And look at my sweatshirt. You're welcome. Yeah, oh, she was showing you her sweatshirt. Oh. Fantastic. There you go. There you go. Behind the scene action. (sighs) The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Um, okay, go so ahead. So they're trying, the dads are trying to connect in a way that isn't at all sexual in nature or aggressive. And so they go with this super super yeah cornball safe humor that like so i hear that argument that side of it but not the one that talks about how a dad why don't they just be sincere though you know it's It's like like they don't even consider that option what they're doing is subtly dismissing the and saying that your sadness or your anger or whatever doesn't matter isn't we should it it, not even that it doesn't matter that you shouldn't have that that we should transform that and the the ways that they're basically coping mechanisms for avoiding feelings yeah and the ways that men use the coping mechanisms that men most frequently use to avoid feelings are humor and activity and so they're like, oh, let's go do this thing instead. And so it teaches us not, it teaches us 
Well, it doesn't teach us how it to sit with avoidance. Pro- yes. Yeah. And that leads to us being cut off from those emotions because we never learn what they feel like, what they, and then we think that we're doing something wrong when we experience them. Yeah. There's so many layers to that. And I just keep like hearing, you know, I'm I'm like, I was talking with friends of mine who had jokey dads and and then I thought about you and I was like, okay, jokey dad. I, this is definitely a thing we've discussed and that is definitely, you've hinted at, been a way to avoid all of that emotional stuff. Yeah. And what you're saying where the dads are doing it with maybe the intention of like not being aggressive or um, sexual or whatever. And that's a good thing. But it's also true that they're avoiding the intimacy. And in connection with myself, I'm very grateful that I learned how to use humor to get through life. Life is hard. Any kind of survival skill can be used at times and be the right choice. And I have found it to be very useful. Mm-hmm. But there also is true that it has prevented sometimes connecting and, and developing sincere and earnest relationships, especially within my family, Because I just told my brother and sister this, how like in our family, being earnest was the grossest thing you could ever be. Like a very special episode of the Meister family. That is not happening. (laughs) Like, so, um, so then you kind of like, you can't even get through saying that (laughs) earnestly. You have to like, you have to use that because it's so hard to talk about even that. Like we do it. We don't even. It's such a a coping mechanism that's deeply rooted in there. It makes our skin crawl. Like that feeling of like, I love you. Like, come on. So. Like, what's wrong with you? Yes, that's what your family would say. And I've been thinking a lot about the phrase, I'm just joking, the just. That's that's, that's definitely. It's so dismissive. It's so. That word just is doing a lot of heavy lifting. Yeah. I'm just joking. What do you mean just? Yep, it is super, super, super harmful. And that was the article that was written by the woman that was talking about how her dad just said, "Oh, can't you take a joke? Oh, I'm just kidding." Just and what is, that did? Yeah, what that word "just" means? It means oh. you're not allowed to be upset or offended or push back in any way. Yep, that exactly. absolves them of any responsibility. Yep. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. When joking with your kids isn't funny and can't you take a joke? That's, that's what her dad would say. If you've ever been on the receiving end of one of these comments, you know, it can make you feel even worse than the joke that was just made at your expense. When kids become the butt of the family jokes, it can hurt. This is the article. It was in Huffington post. This is a real thing. And I only hear the, the women in that because it's the dad it's almost like is training the son to take over as the like in the dad joke role like oh and it this is also in in south korea and japan there are specific words in their language for this kind of joking it's joking that an older man usually an uncle or a dad does with a younger kid 
that makes the younger kid roll his eyes and it's usually bad, like translates loosely to like bad humor, dad humor. Wow. And so it's, it's, like it's universal. Yes. And yeah. so that I, it's like, is it, and, and there was another article that was talking about how, you know, it was the different role that the dad had in the family. And when the dad went from being more of this, like, uh, um, I don't know, like authoritative, like, you know, I'm just the one who like goes out and makes money and they yeah. don't really have any connection to the kids. Yeah. When that shifted. Yeah. That shift did not happen that long ago. It was like two yeah. generations ago. Right. Yeah. So the, our dad's dad. They didn't have a model. Holy crap. Gave them right. like the work. Like they never received a hug. Nobody yeah. said, I love you. Do you feel like, like another way to say I love you is with some Mrs. Fields cookies? Well, <laughs> I mean... That's a delicious coping mechanism that for the holidays, I fully support. I'll tell you. I will admit that I may have gotten a gift of some Mrs. Fields cookies that I think may have been for an entire family. (laughs) Thank you. I ate them all. Well, okay. So these are great. They are such a great gift. I am getting them for my nephew who just went away to college this year because I thought, what a great comforting yes. thing to receive <gasps> and like they just isn't would... it crazy how mrs yeah. fields cookies takes you back it took me yeah. back to shopping at the mall with my mom and i was yes. like i do love white ma- chocolate macadamia i used to always be like no i don't want that one yes i do want that one yes i, I want do. so much of that one and then for myself i got the chocolate covered pretzels i'm just saying so i recommend them i don't even, I don't even know Oh, yeah. They have all different kinds. Like, it's not just the iced yeah. sugar cookie. Like, there's so many brownies. And if you think people who make cookies, like, they are going to do other stuff. Like, chocolate-covered almonds. Yeah. Like, you think you've had a good chocolate-covered almond? No. Go to the people who make delicious cookies for your chocolate. They also That's make delicious saying. other things that, like, you've not even tried. They're so Chocolate-covered pretzels. Too. And yeah, they're, like, packaged so whimsically so cute for the holidays and right now listeners get 20 percent off everything site-wide so you go to mrsfields.com slash candy that's right that mrs fields gift to you 20 percent off everything when you visit mrsfields.com slash candy get 20 percent off at mrsfields.com slash candy well isn't that the best like go together link like they just keep that right I know. You're Ms. welcome, Fields, Mrs. Fields. Slash candy. Like, yes. Okay, so I'm I have a list. you mentioned this stuff about what? the dads. That's really yeah, interesting. Yeah, so, you know, and I had, to, I had to get your take on it because, you know, not having a, a male. I have more of the mom, that mom thing, I, you know, of like the, so I tried to make it balanced. You know, my brain was like, this is what I'm hearing a lot of around the holidays. I get a lot of family stuff. You know, we talk a lot about family stuff, like, I feel like a lot of my friends, you know, we're at this age. We even talked about this, you and I, where we're like, I'm done doing the, like, you're like done with the, with putting up with, yeah. it's like, I got, I got to either set some boundaries, draw mm-hmm. a line in the sand, or I got to like, 
You know, know people are in the doghouse with me when I start saying, I don't want to cast my pearls to swine. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's always like, that uh-oh, is, Susie's pissed. Uh-oh. Yep. Some people are swines. Because you only want to give of yourself to people who value that. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, it's been like, I've been just thinking a lot about, like, the the thing, like, the ways that, and, and I think it's with the best intentions, too. You know, like, the dad joke. And even moms trying to handle it all themselves, mm-hmm. like saying, like that I can do it. That phrase is it's so simple, but it it can be really difficult to be in relationships when you're a woman who doesn't need help with anything and isn't willing to, and and I should say doesn't need help with anything relates getting help. With weakness, mm-hmm. that's the problem. Yeah, that that not even asking for it. That somebody that that like somebody my mom won't even helping. admit she's tired. Remember how I told you she yes, went to the my, eye doctor and oh. she was like, "Yeah, my every day at a certain time my oh, eyes start my burning." <laughs> and he was oh. like, "That means you're tired. You have to go to bed, you dummy." Oh my gosh! But there's a lot of people like that who. They will not even say I'm hungry or tired or hot right. or cold or, or whatever. Freaking brush their teeth with soap, you know. <laughs> so and like just because you you just don't have. To. So like it it can, and then when you're in a relationship, it can make the other person feel like, well, then what do I do? What's my job? You got yeah. And it's subtle. These things are not directly communicated. They are mm-hmm. subtly and indirectly yeah, like communicated through our actions and our behaviors and saying no all the time or saying, or like that we don't care about choices of like, well, where do you want to eat? Oh, I don't care. Of like, eventually people stop asking. And then it's like these kind of things where we feel like we, we we're not considered. Yes. It's so, you know, it's all signs of ways that we were emotionally neglected and not, I want to really stress that it's like not intentional that these are things that like dads learned from their dads and it's with the best of, you know, of it, like they want to make you feel good. So when you like you, it's hard for people to like accept that there was some childhood emotional neglect when they have parents that are really good and wonderful. Oh, excuse me. I'm burpy all of a sudden. My coffee, like, oh, went down the wrong. Coming back to haunt you. Yeah, something. That was weird. Um, But, yeah, so it's hard for people to kind of, like, hold those two thoughts in their mind and, like, those two realities. But I have a a little list of five things that – this is from Psych Central. It's five signs of emotional neglect in your relationship with your father. Hmm. So, number one – do you feel a bit awkward or uncomfortable when you're alone with your father? <laughs> do you, number two, do you feel that your dad doesn't actually know the real you? Number three, is your relationship with your father bland or does it feel empty? Number four, do you struggle to make conversation with your dad? Number five, do you tend to snap or feel angry at your father and then feel guilty or confused about it? Wow. I got four out of five, and I can honestly say I never, ever in my whole life had a sincere conversation with him. 
Wow. Like we spoke all the time and right. like joked and it was all surface nonsense. No, that's absolutely the thing people no. confuse is Death. communication with talking. Yeah. That people are like, oh yeah, we talk all the time. Mm, my family talks all the time too, but nobody communicates. I always say like, oh, I see people, oh, everyone's doing a lot of talking, but no one's actually saying anything. Right. Yeah. Mm, or, or I'll say that we're, we talk at each other in my family. Yeah. We're like, the- we more inform each other of things and teach each other things than really like, you know, it's like... In a way, it's a way to avoid, we use facts as a way to avoid emotional, like. Right, you're like Which is why I went into the business of it, because I was like, I got to help, I got to do this, go to an extreme. This is actually a good segue to our guest, um, who played Ma Ingalls on Little House on the Prairie. She um, has a book out. Um, Her name is Karen Grassley, and the book is called Bright Lights, Prairie Dust, Reflections on Life, Loss, and Love. And um, I don't know, did you grow up watching Little House at all? I knew so many people who did. And so, like, I remember having dress-up clothes that were Little House on the Prairie style and, like, talking about it all the time. But yeah. ne- I think I was a little bit too young. So yeah. it was the older girls that had yeah. it. And I was just wanted to be like all of them and was like, look at me with my bonnet. Well, she... Remember the dad being kind of cute and hunky, though. Yeah, Michael Landon, super hot. Yeah. No doubt about it. Um, but he was also a, like the producer. He was in charge of the show uh-huh. in addition to being Pa. Uh-huh. And um, so she talks a lot in her book about that relationship and how it was difficult because she wanted, she tried to negotiate pay that was, you know, what she deserved. And he, he said like, she should be paid what the little girls were paid. (gasps) So that was like, you know, well, uh, minus points for him. (laughs) Right. So I asked her about that and, you know, she had a relationship with her dad that would fit into the five out of five probably um because most people did i think uh, yeah i think the standard is is not to have a dad who's like hey who's like paul angles right let's come talk about that yeah no and somebody had to teach them how to do that yeah well i just really enjoyed speaking to her and on the show i mean karen had such a beautiful I don't know, way, and in the book she describes it as a purity of spirit that, that she brought to the character, and I would agree because it really, you felt as if you were comforted and like you wanted to be in the Angles family and it was really special. So it was an honor to interview her and hear about her career. She's, um, I think she's around 80 now, wow. and I just was so it's like charmed old-time by Hollywood. Her. Yeah, Classic I was like, stories. you're a national treasure. Yes, for real. Because she is. Um, for and real. I, I think a lot of our listeners grew up watching the show. I think so, too. And will appreciate seeing Karen Grassley now. 
Um, so before I introduce her, I will encourage people, if you want to take a break from real life, why don't you try some Best Fiend action? Oh, yes. Yellow. Oh, hey, I got a new phone and I never updated with the old stuff on the other one. And so I re-downloaded the app and I was like so sad of like, oh my God, I'm going to be Yeah, you thought start. you weren't going to have your levels. Well, here's what ha- what's so great. They change it up so much. That I get all new fun ones and it's like all the – like She's fine with it. I Yeah, totally fine with that. I <laughs> thought I was going to have to start from the – nope, you get to do all the new ones, all the fun stuff. It's the best. They just keep okay. that thing updated. I didn't even care. Best Fiends, super fun gameplay, amazing storyline. You can collect the fiends. There's all new challenges all the time. And you don't need Wi-Fi so you can do it when you're traveling or just yes. wherever you are. Super fun. Download – Best Fiends, free today on the App Store or Google Play. That's friends without the R, Best Fiends, and maybe your levels will get somewhere close to where Sarah's is. And anyway, um, check out Karen Grassley's book, Bright Lights, Prairie Dust, and welcome her to the show. Welcome, Karen. I just finished your beautiful book, Bright Lights, Prairie Dust, Reflections on Life, Loss, and Love from Little House's Ma. Um, what a delight it was to get to know you better through your book, because most of us just know the characters you've played. And it's a real testament to how talented you are that we kind of believe that you are that person or those people. So when you're in somebody's living room once a week, you know, people really do begin to feel that they know you. Right. And didn't it feel... A little bit scary, though, actually telling your true life story now? Yes. I, it took me a long time to write it. So I think I was peeling the layers and uh, adjusting to the fact that I was going to share my story at this deep level over a period of time. And so now that it's out there, it's kind of a wonderful feeling. I mean... It's all out there. I don't have anything I need to hide or protect. I don't have to hide any of it. Isn't that liberating? It's pretty amazing. Wow. And why do you think it felt like the right time now? Well, it just took this long. I mean, it took me forever to write it. And then the book got rejected by everybody. Why? You have to ask them. And it took... (laughs) It took that takes a long time because you know they have to send it out, then they have to read it, then they have to reject it. So you lose a lot of time that way. And um, then once you do settle with a publisher, the bookmaking process is very slow. It's really a time consuming process. So it isn't that I chose now, it's just mm. that's how long it took. Wow. Well, I'm so glad you did it because like I said, it was a joy to read and it was, you have such a fascinating life. Did whenever you're processing your life story in this way, does it feel cathartic to write it or is it kind of like traumatizing? It wasn't traumatizing, but at times the sadness of it did make me cry as I was writing. Yeah. But it's very healing to write these memories, to share them in this way on the page, somehow it gives you a different perspective. 
So I feel like the whole process has been really healing for me. Oh, that's great. Yeah. I mean, that alone makes it worth it, don't you think? Yes. Yeah. That's so special. I was fascinated to hear the story of your growing up and your family life. And I found the relationship with your parents to be so interesting. Your mom was an interesting character because she was quite loving, but maybe not as affectionate as some are. Did you notice that at the time or was that only upon reflection? No, we didn't notice because that was life. Right. Right? Yeah. It's like you don't notice what your hometown is like because that's the only place you know. Right. But but I did feel much more simpatico with my dad, you know, who seemed to get me more than she did. And Mm -hmm. I realized later that mom was worried for me because she saw these talents. She saw this person who was reaching out, 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 and she feared for me. So I think that was part of why she wasn't as encouraging as I wanted her to be. Mm. But but at the same time, you know, she worked backstage when we had our little dance recitals. I mean, she sewed costumes. She was president of the PTA. You know what I mean? She was fully engaged. But there was something I wanted from her that that I wasn't getting. And it was encouragement that there was something special that I had to bring to the world. Mm. I mean, that's sort of the core of what every human wants to know that they matter and they are special. Do you think that that urge to feel that sort of, uh, I don't know, sense of worth contributed to your interest in religion at such a young age? I think it was the alcoholism that made me uneasy as a child at only five years old. And I was seeking some answers for what I sensed in the home. And I thought that Jesus would be able to fix it. And so that gave me a lot of solace until I thought I was a big sinner. And then I started to have nightmares that I was going to hell. I mean, that's not good, (laughs) but that is sort of the flip side of it, right? It was the flip side (laughs) of that particular kind of religion. Yes, that is for sure. Um, I remember there was a scene in the book where you were doing a Tennessee Williams play and your dad came to see it and he wasn't exactly one to like shower you with praise, but he said that you were impressive. And um, I wondered if that sort of, made a difference in terms of your future? Did it keep you on that path? It really helped me. Yeah. Uh, I was still going forward, but the fact that he secretly let me know that he believed in me just gave me that vote of confidence that we all need, you know? Yeah, because it feels like, and I mean, we all chase that kind of, confirmation that we're on the right track and that our parents think we're special, but 
that seemed like a special moment for you. It really was. Whenever, I think it's so interesting how with actors, you often crave, you know, a steady gig. Mm -hmm. But then in your case, your steady gig ended up being on television, but you really, really were into the theater. Did Mm -hmm. that feel like a conflict for you? It was a conflict for me because I needed the job, but I thought, oh, this, this job probably lasts three years. (laughs) I didn't know it was going to last 50 years, but. Oh oh my gosh. (laughs) Right. Three years just playing one part, you know, I didn't really like that idea, but um, all my training, all my heart had been in the theater. Yeah. So it was a big adjustment. Plus, I had a lot to learn about how to do it. You know, just how to sustain myself over a 12-hour day, day after day after day. Uh, because in the theater, you kind of build yourself up to a performance. You give all you've got, and then you recover. But here, there was very little recovery time. And so it's almost like a skill you had to learn. Yes, and and it took time. Whenever you were doing this show, Little House, um, in the book, you mentioned that you brought to Ma um, a purity of spirit. Mm. And I thought that was such a beautiful way to put it. What does that mean to you? I don't know why I am this way, <laughs> but I was born this way. Yeah. I was born with this um, spirit that believes in the human being and believes we oh. can be better and <sighs> believes that there is something profoundly beneficial operating in the universe and i that's just that's just innate mm-hmm. but you know the alcoholism that nearly killed it yeah don't you think that they're connected though because yes. if you have that sense of the the big picture it's like you're a raw nerve don't mm. you think that's right that's that's exactly right. You know, I felt before um, and for many years, I felt like my nerves were about two feet out from my body so that the sensitivity to everything yeah. was so intense. Yeah. And alcohol actually helped with that. Right. So, you know, it helped to kind of calm that down and reassure me. So you can see why you get addicted. I mean, it's just great medicine until it isn't. Exactly. (laughs) And so what do you think after you decided that wasn't the life for you? You mentioned that you kind of traded in alcohol for health, uh, wellness. Um, How did that work for you? Well, really what happened was that I had to have help from a spiritual source. And the spiritual source came mostly in the form of other sober people sharing with me how to do it, 
without your medicine. Mm. So the raw nerve came back big time, but they taught me things like uh, taking good care of myself, being sure to have a good meal, not getting too hungry, Mm. um, trying to get rest and reach out for support when I felt, you know, very nervous and at loose ends. And that all worked. Yeah. It's pretty magical. We always say on this show, it's hard being a person. It just is. (laughs) Right? That's right. Sometimes you got to have somebody tell you, you got to rest or have a sandwich or whatever. Yeah. Oh, um, okay. So when you detail in the book, the difficulties you had with some contract negotiations, Um, and how painful that was. Did you feel at the time that you were being brave and strong, or did you just feel this is just what has to be done? Oh, no, I didn't feel brave and strong. (laughs) No? No. Oh, no. Because it was, don't you think now? Now, when I see what I did, I'm amazed. Yeah. I even say to myself, (laughs) Where did I get the guts? <laughs> right. But, no, I just had this very strong sense of fairness. And I yeah. knew it was only fair to pay me commensurate with what other series stars get. And so I just hung on. I just hung on. I don't know how I did it, but I did. And finally, of course, they settled the contract. Did you feel like, did you take it personally that it was such a big fight? Yeah, it did hurt my feelings uh, that Mike didn't show appreciation for what I brought to the table. Yeah. Um, Because I did bring a lot to the table. You did. And um, it hurt my feelings that he tried to manipulate me by telling me that the character wasn't popular and that there had to be parity between me and the girls and started cutting me out of scenes. So all of that was very, very hurtful. Yeah. I didn't know how to, I knew how to hang in, but I didn't know how to protect myself from feeling wounded. Yeah. And so that contributed to me drinking more. Because I was a poor little me, I finished, <laughs> and I had a lot of self pity, and I was very morose. And um, I guess the way I look at that now is, well, he was helping me to hit bottom. Wow, that is a nice way to look at it, um, <laughs> because it ended up a positive outcome, but. Do you think that in that his mind, it was just business? You know, I don't know what it was. Yeah. I, I cannot guess what was in his mind. Yeah. Well, I think that you added so much to the show, of course. And I'm sure you hear this constantly. And I wonder if you feel burdened at all by the, you know, you're a national treasure. <laughs> like, that's a big load to carry. Do you feel that or are you just happy about it or what I don't feel that um in fact I live a very quiet life you know 
And I don't live a life of, oh, I was ma. <laughs> so I, I, I moved to the Bay Area where people are less interested in Hollywood. Yeah. And, um, I have a very nice, quiet life here. And I've uh, been doing theater and I go out and do plays in other places. And, you know, it's been one of the surprises for me with bringing the book out to find out how powerful people's feelings are for (laughs) this character, how much people love Ma. And, you know, I worked very hard at the time. I really, really tried to do a good job. Mm-hmm. But the gratification that I get right now mm. beyond anything I could have dreamed. Well, that I'm so glad because you, it's so deserved. And you were right. It, there was a purity of spirit. There was something so special about the way that you portrayed her. And that's a gift to people. It really is. I see that. I <laughs> think it is. Um. Another thing I wanted to mention was how I really loved learning that you, I mean, you really fought for women's rights and advocated for women, even like the show, the movie that you made battered. Mm-hmm. Um, what, why was that important to you? Well, I wanted to, I came from a complicated family And Little House portrayed a very idealistic family. And it wasn't unusual to read in the press, oh, you know, my my kids, after they watch Little House, look at me like, (laughs) can't you do a better job? Right, you set the bar too high. (laughs) So I felt like I would like to speak to the more complicated families And my friend Cynthia Lovelace-Sears and I began to look for material that we would be able to bring to NBC for a movie of the week uh, that would deal with some more gritty complications of family life. And then I was out on tour to promote Little House and I met this reporter and she had done all this original research. And she told me, what was going on? And I said, that's it. That's what we have to write about. So that's what we did. I'm so glad you did. Was, did you feel that people received it appropriately? Oh, we were, oh, it was amazing. People felt, oh, either they, they felt, oh, I had no idea and we must do something. Mm. Or people said, oh, I have to get some help for this. Wow. Because they realized it does not have to be this way. That must have been very gratifying for you, especially during the chaos of the contract stuff. It's Mm. nice to be validated. It was fantastic. And then also, you know, we got to lobby for legislation to help shelters all over the country. And there were police departments that started using our film as a training film to help keep the officers safe because it turned out that domestic violence was the worst kind of call for them. Mm -hmm. Very common for them to suffer death or injury. Mm. It's so important. And you still hear now how that's often a predictor of 
violence in other aspects um, of shooters, etc. So it's still relevant today, the work that oh you did. Goodness, yes. Yeah. And all the shelters are full, even as we're speaking. <sighs> what a shame. But I'm so grateful for people like you who get a platform and then try to do good with it. Oh, thank you. That's a big job. Do you feel, well, I wondered what your son thinks of the book. Does he enjoy it or is he like, what are you doing? Well, I think that the whole project has grown and mushroomed and become so big that we're both like, uh, oh, (laughs) what have I done? Yes. (laughs) He said to me last week, mom, you're working awfully hard. Oh, man. tired. And I said, well, I just didn't know it was going to be this much work. <laughs> it's a public service. We thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I see why. And, you know, nostalgia has become such a big mm. thing and so comforting to people, especially the last few years. So, yeah, with just, the pandemic, our audience. Just- yeah. Yeah, man. You're doing the Lord's work. I'm telling you. Um, We ask everybody one last question, which is, if you have a car, what do you keep in the trunk of your car? Well, books. Yeah, I love that. Are they your books or like (laughs) ones you're going to read? These are my books. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Because what if somebody needs them? Oh. If I go to read at a bookstore, they might need more books. So the publisher told me, put two boxes of books in your trunk. <laughs> See, this confirms our theory. We think that whatever you keep in the trunk of your car is sort of indicative of where you are in your life at the moment. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's where you're at. <laughs> well, I loved it. And I know our audience is going to love your book as well. And you're just such a beautiful person inside and out. And the things you wrote about probably weren't easy, and but we're so thankful. Thank you. It's just a delight talking with you. You're such a lovely person. And I'm so happy that we got to do this. Me too. And I love that we're twins. <laughs> yes, Gosh, I hope you're the ghost of Christmas future. I just will try to manifest that for myself. <laughs> Thank you so much. And please do rest and don't, you know, don't overwork yourself. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Karen. Bye. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader, like that car riding your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on AutoTrader, too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader.